My name is Matt Brown. Yes, I am hungry, but not for food. I'm hungry for you. Let's have the energy up high. Let's start the show. If you're some in the world, the greatest fans in the world, whether on YouTube, whether on all podcasting platforms, and also hello to my friends, family, and pets. This is the Productive Conversations Podcast, and I am your host, Matthew Thomas Brown, aka Matt Brown. What's going on, everybody? I hope you're all doing great on this Wednesday, November, sorry, December 2nd, 2020, whenever and wherever you're listening to this podcast. I hope everyone's doing dandy, as we are exactly... 30 days from today is the end of the year. Also, guess what? Fun fact, December 31st is my birthday. I I will be 26. I will pay healthcare on my own, and I will continue to learn, grow, and prosper with this podcast, with my writing, with my ambitions, and with my life. So, in between that time and then, I will be doing more of these great things called podcasts because I love it and I love showing off these great guests of mine and that's will transition to my guest today, Louie. Louie is the man. Louie is a hero. Seriously, he is a hero. He is a health personnel who has been on the front lines fighting this COVID-19 and seriously, thank you to him, all his colleagues, and everyone in the healthcare profession who is helping us fight the fight to defeat COVID. Seriously, thank you all. Words can't describe my appreciation and this world's appreciation for people like Louie and all the other people who are doing their best to end and fight this terrible disease that will be going down and away. Just again, cases are spiking. Wear your damn mask. Go out when it's appropriate. And when you do go out, Make sure you're safe while doing it. And, you know, live your life with a mask. We will beat this. We will prosper. As I said today, the great Louis is coming on the show. We talk about music. We talk about him explaining what it's like being a father. He tells a beautiful love story on how he, him and his wife came to be. I mean... We talked for two hours. It was a pleasure the whole time. And I can't wait to show you all how dope of a person Louie is. And with that, let's do it. Louie, it's your turn. Let's go. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go to the show, I just want to say one thing. 
as of today, the New York football giants are the number one team in the NFC East. And yes, the NFC East is a pile of trash, but you know what? We are golden in it. We are in first place. We have five weeks to go. Just hoping Daniel Jones recovers from his hamstring injury, and then he will be back raring to go. We have a tough game against Seattle this week, but you know what? We're riding high after a narrow but an incredible win against the Cincinnati Bengals. Our defense is pretty legit. From people like Leonard Williams, James Bradbury, Cliff Martinez all stepping up this week against Cincy. And you know what? Let's do it! Five weeks to go. Let's hopefully they control the COVID cases. And let's go for it. I love the New York football giants. Let's win this division. I just want to say that. Okay, so, as I said, let's talk to the hero, the man, the myth, the legend, and again, a legitimate hero in all aspects of life. Here he is, my buddy Louie. Let's go. What a great opportunity I have here. Everybody, I am so fortunate and happy and blessed because I have someone so fucking awesome, someone I've known for a while. We've worked at Kohl's. We've stayed in touch ever since. And this is a guy I really respect and admire. And I can even say I look up to because you um, do a lot of cool stuff. But here it is. Here's my buddy, Louie. What's going on, Louie? What's up, man? So happy to be on the show. I'm so pumped. Seriously. I'm happy you're doing this. Oh, really? That means a lot, man. I'm happy to have you yeah, on, man. Just, um, you know, the, I'm sure you say the other day, the other day, uh, where my wife and I were listening to you and I was like, doesn't he have a great like radio voice? And she's like, yeah, he does. I'm like, yeah, man, oh, I think he's going to go places. So it's good, means- man. It's good. Yo, much love to you and your wife for that, especially your teller. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I don't know, you know, like I really got into podcasts really early on, like right when they dropped, like I got into radio, like my freshman year. Well, I've been listening to radio as a kid here and my parents have it. And it was always like a cool thing. So then I started looking up radio shows myself and then um, start really started with Howard Stern. And that's, once I started hearing him and getting into some of the sports shows too, I just, I just always knew this would be something in the back of my mind. And uh, as uh, things got slow amongst the situation we're in, I just uh, figured let's go for it now. Saved up the money. get the Yeah, man. So thank you to the good Lord <laughs> to give me a good voice <laughs> or the vocal cord. So I mean, <laughs> I uh, we uh, I mean I get everybody's voice is unique, but you don't really want no you don't want an annoying voice. <laughs> sure, we yeah yeah people. not you're, you you got a good uh, radio voice. It's good. Thank we like you. we like. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see where that came from. Whether it's from all the water, I always keep hydrated. So yeah, man, I'm drinking some gin right now. Oh, beautiful! I should get something myself right in the take a break. Ooh, that's beautiful. What type of gin? Like where at? Like uh, where it's a uh, Tangare, I think, the green bottle. Oh, okay, okay. And I put some lemon juice and some seltzer. So this is the Louis cocktail. I think I think this is actually called a uh, a Tom Collins, man. I think that's what Tom that Collins. drink is called. I oh, think shit. so. I'm not sure, <laughs> but it's low carb. It's low carb, so it's good. 
so you don't have to feel <laughs> guilty about that. Let's go out. Let's go in there. What is it? So we see you're a gin guy. What other things you like to add to your repertoire? Are you someone who's just open to anything with drinks? Give it all. I, I just can't do uh, a chance. I I can't do sugar like sugary drinks anymore. Yeah. So no uh, no daiquiris, no um, no rum and cokes, <laughs> no rum. Yeah. No. Uh, what's what's that? What's that whiskey? That's uh, cinnamon fireball. Fireball. Uh, oh man. <laughs> uh, or so I'm no, pretty uh, much open to anything though. No margaritas either. I'll have one and then switch it to uh, tequila and soda. <laughs> Way to go. I don't oppose <laughs> with that. Yeah, I don't really I never really liked chasers. Like even when I started drinking, I never liked the idea of chasers. Like I always thought, why not just do it straight up? If we're if we're having a goal to get a certain buzz go I mean obviously depending what you're doing, but if you're like trying to get a buzz going, don't want to get on those blackout levels, you just I figured you just uh drink the whole thing and uh I mean some alcohols I guess are more enjoyable than others, but that's what that's how I yeah. think. And the sugar no sugar. Yeah, I- and when you drink a lot of sugar and alcohol, sugary alcohol drinks, that's a major hangover uh, starter, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, bro. I, yeah, that's why I can't do it, man. Can't do it. Yeah. No, every, every weekend at my parents' house, we take tequila shots like crazy. <laughs> my, fa- my father drinks Grand Marier, which is like an orange liqueur, I believe. Okay. And everyone else is um, just tequila shots. Tequila, tequila. Ooh, like they get that Jose Cuervo or what we else? Nah, I own uh, Don Julio. Don Julio, okay. That's I love, the way to go, man. I love 1800. I think I've only had, I remember it because I got it on my 21st birthday. You know who, I, who gave it to me? Remember our old boss, Diana at Kohl's? Yeah. She gave it to me on my birthday. She must have gave me like a solid like <laughs> $50 bottle. It was this big and killed the whole thing. Damn, dude. <laughs> oh, I really, I associate yeah, that with my 21st birthday, and I had it only one other time since, but you inspired me to go again. You, you like um, you like whiskey a lot at all? Oh, a humongous whiskey person. I love, love whiskey. That's probably my favorite drink, and I'll drink, like, a, whether it's a Jack Daniels or a Longhorn or a Bullet whiskey. Nice. I love whiskey. What, what about you? Did you try that? You try that proper 12 yet or no? Proper 12, I haven't tried Proper 12. I'm writing it down as we speak. Yeah, I have. I never uh, tried it before, man. Dude, I used to love whiskey uh, when I was younger, when I like first started drinking. Mm-hmm. I used to drink Jameson and ginger ale with a lime all the time. But then, um, I don't know, man. I thought I would be um, open to scotch after because I feel like once you drink whiskey – you kind of graduate to scotch, yeah. you know, have a cigar, but I just couldn't, I don't know. The, the other night I was with my boy and I don't know what type of whiskey it was. It, was, it, it tastes expensive, but I felt that shit burn Tastes all expensive. the way down. Don't you, would you oh, have like know. a solid whiskey, especially if you don't eat where you literally feel it through your stomach and go into your intestines and like, Oh yeah, man. It's like drinking acid. <laughs> <laughs> the only the only time I like it is like if you're really cold, then sometimes it might help with that. Yeah, that's that's actually a good time to uh, drink whiskeys. Like even now, like I got I got ice in my drink. I'm actually in the car right now, man. <laughs> oh well, I hope it's comfy, and I appreciate the time with that. 
Yeah, I got I got uh, uh, seat warmers on. It's just because you know the kids and wife. Yeah, yeah. I ain't trying to hear. I'm not trying to hear them right now. So, gotta, <laughs> you know, improvise. <laughs> well, tell them I thank you for letting me borrow you. <laughs> nah, it was good. I, uh, I, I, you know, struck a deal with my wife. I put the kids to bed. Here we are. We're good. Excellent. Excellent. Oh, man. Marriage is all about compromise. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm somebody, I'm not really thinking about marriage anytime soon. Um, Don't really, not really talking to anybody. So if you know anybody around my age, feel free. I won most trustworthy in fourth grade, if you want to say that. That's actually true. Um, But but anyways, like, uh, yeah, like, you know. If, if you don't mind me asking, and maybe this is a question for later on, but like, you know, when that time comes, what do you think someone like me, you know, I'm 25, single, I'd like to think I'm handsome, at least that's what my mom says, but, uh, or I just like to be the best person I could be. Do you think, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, meet the one and stuff, like what should, what should someone like me do? Should I be seeing if I, if I run into a, uh, my future wifey or, you know, someone like, is it, I know I heard it's like, you know, you know, you like know. Love at first sight or something. Should I yeah. be like, I just, I should be really still focusing on me and it'll just to, just to confirm, like focusing on me and then hopefully someday, whatever, wherever uh, the gravitational. So I, I feel like, I feel like the generation now, I don't know, you know, even with the internet and stuff, it's so easy to like meet people kind of, you know, but when I was growing up, like we used to have to approach people like (laughs) complete strangers and, you know, not like I would say, you know, if you go out looking for love, I think you'll find it because I, you know, because, you know, everyone who falls in love is a fool. And when they, what they mean by that (laughs) is like... Like whatever, like anything could happen, but you're still focused on this one person, and yeah. it's that's why they say that's why fools fall in love. But if you if you go looking for it, you'll find it. But the best way is not to. Yeah, just let it. It will come. And, and to be honest, like, is is there love at first sight? Probably. You know. You know, I met my wife at Bob's stores. I'll tell you a quick little story. Please do. So it was like my first. It was my first job. Bob's stores, which is a you know clothing store. So this is like Bob's, like, Bob's. Bob, not Bob's discount furniture. Yeah. Bob's the like retail. Yeah, no. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and um, I don't know. It was my first job, so I was like trying to stay focused and just do my job, you know. Mm-hmm. And she would always approach me, just start talking to me, and I'm always like, I'm just trying to pull some clothes. Like and I don't she, know what. And she worked there too, you know. Yeah, she worked uh, there. All right. So I mean, after um, I play, I play stupid. You know, you gotta play stupid. <laughs> I knew, I knew her intentions, but like I was just trying to be a good employee on my yeah. first job and all. And then you know, from there we became friends, and then friends become something more. And ten years later, you got kids and shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> man, what a transfer! To- you just gotta let. Yeah, you just gotta let it ride, man. Like, don't don't be rushing. Just let it ride. Mm. Do you remember the like moment or what you made you decide? Like, okay, we're going to another level beyond friends. Do you think? Do you remember that moment or what day was it? Did you write her a song 
or a poem or I don't know. It was actually, uh, it was like our one year anniversary. And um, we we haven't said I love you for like that long. And then we said it. And then uh, there's actually, you know, we actually broke it off for maybe like a year or two when she went to college. Mm-hmm. And uh, ra- randomly, dude, I was driving and uh, I, I just remember her, her license plate. Her license plate had a THX, which is like, you know, you know, the movie theater thing where it's like, yeah, sound company, THX. Yeah. Yeah. So that was her license plate. And I remember driving and um, I was behind her just randomly. And I called her right then and there. I remembered her number and everything. It's like two years of not talking to each other. And uh, we pulled over and just started talking and that's it. And I think I think our first date after that, I picked her up uh i think the 23rd of december or maybe mm-hmm. it was christmas eve at, at her uh, parents house and she must have been drinking man she was wasted <laughs> and when she came out she fucking she, she slipped she slipped on ice man like full-blown feet in the air right outside her house oh and boy. then she walked in the car like nothing happened <laughs> she walked in the car like nothing happened. I was just like, are you all right? Like, oh my God, you know, you really like hurt yourself there. But, you know, she was feeling good. And I think ever since then, we basically like, you know, we hung out with each other from then mm-hmm. on. And here we are. Now that's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that with me, Louis. See, I really think it does show yeah. that things really are meant to be in this world. I think like, at least around my kids, my age and what we try to figure out. And, you know, I've talked to both guys and girls about this on this podcast and off it. Just, I think we like to really overcomplicate things. And my friend Erica, who was on the show, um, she said that. And I was like, yeah, it really seems to, to, we really seem to do that. And I just figured at this point, I really didn't want to put a front or figure out, I need to make a formula. I'm just going to be myself. You could take me or leave me. I have all these great qualities while still trying to learn to be even a better person I could be. And I'm sure it'll pan out. Yeah, of course, man. And you got to remember too, man, like relationships aren't all fucking, you know, rainbows and unicorns, man. That's, that's like the easy part of a relationship. It's like getting through the struggle. Yeah. And then, you know, you seeing each other at your worst and at your best and just any, any challenge, just doing it together. That's that's like what relationships all about. It's not all lovey dovey and shit. You know, it is most, especially in the beginning. But then you know you you know you you accept you accept people as as they are, and you know you know especially when you guys have kids. Talk about you know changing. Now you got to raise someone. You know, mm. it's wild, man. It's wild. I think that's where your relationship really. Uh, your true the relationship with when you you know have kids yeah having wow. a dog or something like that <laughs> that's that's different but you know when when it's a kid it's it's you know lack of sleep you know it it fucks with you man yeah it's all good though you know what i'm saying oh i definitely trust it and see it and yeah i heard like when you when you especially when you have kids it just somebody who who's a mother or father they just it's just a feeling a special unique feeling and um i heard like like some say like oh it's when you finally meet someone that you love more than yourself and like that's such a responsibility to show yeah. them in this world especially in the world yeah. we live now 
Yeah, man, it's wild, man. I feel bad for the kids now, man. I mean, hopefully all this blows over. Mm-hmm. But like for now, man, it, it sucks for like my son's in kindergarten and he has to do distance learning in kindergarten. Yeah. Like, like that doesn't make no sense at all. So Might they, as well just watch YouTube. <laughs> you know? They're, they're going to test to see if YouTube is the real teachers. Some people would argue that, but like, yeah, that could, I can imagine like raising kids in this time, especially like there's whole teachers, you as the parent and, and your child has never met. That's something else. And it's already so hard to focus in person. I can only imagine trying to take class on zoom or wherever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild, man wild man you know speaking of that you know we're in the pandemic you're a nurse you work in you've been you worked you first of all worst things first thank you louis free i know you get this all the time you and your and i'm sure you and your fellow colleagues and co-workers but seriously i mean you're a hero you you and everyone you've worked with on your staff really I mean, I just, I, I know it was probably some time, but I just want to say first things first, thank you for what you've done to help get us through this time and what we're doing now. So first of all, thank you for that. But, <laughs> uh, um, you know, saying that, I, I, if you don't mind us talking about that a little bit, you know. Yeah, sure, sure. So, you know, I, how's I'm, it actually, been? I'm, just a, I'm just a tech on uh, at the hospital. Okay. So I like support nurses. Yeah. Um, you know, when COVID first came out, it was whatever in the hospital and then, you know, things started to go south and we ended up becoming a COVID unit. So we were dealing with like, it's like dancing with the devil every day you go to work, man. It, was, it sucked. Wow. And you had to like gear up and shit. Yeah, it's, it sucked, dude. I, I like hated it. And you sweat it so much like under the stuff and you could barely drink because you're like, you know, your shit's all covered. You don't want to touch your face. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was sad, man. Like, I mean, like, most people who we saw were, you know, they were sick from, from the get-go and then this just kind of destroyed them. So like, you know, people with diabetes and obese people, you know, just, you know, people with emphysema and shit. So it was, a, it was already rough for them. And then you got, you know, they got the COVID and it's, you know, they're, they're literally like fighting for every breath, man. It's like a struggle. You can't, you can't like fall asleep. Cause if you're not like thinking about breathing, you ever like, like imagine like you always have to focus on your breathing yeah. to like stay alive. And that's the only thing you could think of because it's involuntary. But so, I mean, it was rough. We seen people die. It was bad, but uh, hopefully those days are long gone on my floor. Yeah. So, you know, we'll hope, we'll hope for the best, but, you know, in a way, we're prepared. It is what it is, you know, where uh, my father-in-law would say, like, we're doing God's work. You are. But I'm like, I'm always like thinking to myself, though, aren't we doing the devil's work, trying to keep these people alive? When you know God got them sick, <laughs> like I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, I you know, mean, like you know, I, I just you know, I'm just saying. With all the things that's happening, yeah, think about going? it. Yeah, man, yeah, think about it. Like, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and if we stop it, it's kind of like we're. I don't know. That's the way I like to look at it. I'm not yeah. a religious person. Mm-hmm. There is something out there, but you know. When when patients tell you God bless you, hey man, I'll take it. 
you know, <laughs> I'll take it. Of course. And I know it was just like, it must be just, I mean, you explain it just that with, as that such a high paced environment, people who don't know what's going on, uh, just the fear of that, like, could you say how, where, where are we at right now? Like, obviously you don't have to say where, where you're at, but like, are we, are we, you know, it seems that the cases are rising. We may even be in another wave of this. What do you, how is it looking from where you're at? So to me, it's all about the deaths. Like, yeah, like so, like so many people could have it, but are they asymptomatic? Do they have symptoms? Are they going to the hospital for this? Like all that's a factor. Um, so I mean like the hospital right now, our numbers are going up, but they're not giving the death toll. That's the thing. Last yeah. year they told us how many, how many people we lost. They're not doing that anymore. But there's a nurse who um, he transferred to an ICU. I won't say his name, mm-hmm. but uh, he told me he was like, "There's they're dying, man. There's people dying." And I always ask, though, I always ask, "Are they healthy people? Like, like what's going on? Are they sick already?" Because you know that's always a factor, man. You gotta look at the factors and right. who's getting sick, who's surviving, and they're all sick though. That's the thing, you know. They're all elderly. They got uh, other complications. A pre-existing condition. Correct. Correct. So that's, um, you know, if it's, if that's the case, it's kind of like, well, you just got to stay healthy during this. Yeah. Take your vitamin D, get some sleep, you know? So you definitely make sure we always have to really probably emphasize how important it is to wear a mask right now, especially in these times. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, it's airborne. So, and I'm only mm. saying that cause like the elections, like the, I heard the vice president say it's uh, airborne. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure like it's a hundred percent airborne. So that being said, whether you wear a mask, you got to wear an N95 mask for one and you have mm. to be properly fit. You got to make sure there's no, you know, break a seal. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's, if it's truly airborne, Wearing a mask, does it help? Yeah, it helps. But if it's in the air, bro, it's in the air. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? It's what we breathe. You know? So this is kind of, you know, to me, it's kind of like there's no, uh, you know, I just wish they would say, like, it's airborne. If everyone just stays inside for two weeks, you know, don't go outside. Only if you, like, really have to. Yep. You know, we'll dis- disinfect everything. Then maybe, but I don't know. It's, it's, um uh, I don't know, man. The whole mask thing. Yeah. Wear your mask, especially out in public. If you're going on a run or something. I don't know, man. I don't wear a mask when I run. I can't fucking breathe in it. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm running. But I, oh, I feel like if you're, if you're, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, that's fine. As long as you like running and not near anybody, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not like when I run, I run in the street. I avoid people. Yep. So, I mean, like, I, I, I feel like I'm doing my part and trying right. to stay away. Like, that's probably the best thing as somebody who's in those trenches right now is everyone just do their part, be responsible. And we, yeah. and you know, we sat, in fact, today as we were recording this, Pfizer announced that now they're, 
you know, we've seen Pfizer announcing their vaccine that's hitting at 95% and they might be submitting it to the FDA as early as this Friday. And we might be, they might be able to start using it for emergency use. Um, how do you feel about yeah, that? I saw that? And also Moderna is another one in the battle of big so, arms. Who's going to be the hero with the vaccine? So I, I read that. Um, I mean, there was talks about, I guess the United States will only get like 12 million for the first year, yeah. 12 million vaccines. And there'll probably be a focus on like healthcare workers, the elderly, and probably people with money. You know, if you can pay for it, you get it. But, <laughs> but, um, but I mean, 12, 12 million people, you know, there's 300 million people in the United States. So I feel like it's going to, it is going to be a, uh, a work in progress. I don't know, man. Like, you know, I was, I was talking about like the flu shot, like how many people, you know, don't take the flu shot. Yeah. You know, exactly, and, right? and it's like the flu, you know, the flu would be bad every year. if People didn't get the flu shot somewhat, you know, yeah, I took a flu shot. That, <laughs> I did too, man. Dude, it fucked up my arm. I, I couldn't even do a push up. Doesn't yeah. hurt. I just can't like. I was like, dude, like, what's going on? I can't lift myself up. It's it weird, did not, man. It did knock my arm out for a solid two days, and I'm like, oh, what? Dude, I got this shit like on the 11th, and I'm still like, oh no way. To be yeah. honest though, to be honest though, I this like two days ago, I tried to do a push up, and I was like, oh my god, I feel like I'm missing a muscle here. Ooh. Nothing hurts. I'm just like numb there, so I don't know. Oh, we, we, yeah, we and so, all the listeners like, you hope you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if you think about um, like the like a COVID vaccine, yep, dude, man, so many people won't take it, which is fine, you know. But the people who do, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. Like vaccines are cool. I'm for them, whatever. Yeah, me too. You know, but but um, I don't know. I don't. I don't see. I don't see it clearing up in a year. I say maybe two years, like twenty twenty two would be a when we can maybe see. Well, probably yeah. Like yeah. if if this if they release it and people start getting it and say like two months from now, yeah, I think it'll take about like a year and a half. I I say about a year, people will stop uh, start calming down. You know, I um just like any any type of illness or virus, the week will go first and. If you're strong, you survive, you, your body adapts, your body's amazing thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, vi- dude, viruses are wild, bro. They like yeah. take your DNA or RNA and manipulate it. And then, bam, they send out more and your body doesn't recognize it until it's too late. You know? But once they recognize it, I mean, the fight's on. And so I just got to stay healthy, man. Just stay healthy, run, get some sun sleep definitely get your vitamins in yeah man you know what's crazy with uh with covid man is that if you smoke cigarettes it's less likely to affect you isn't that fucking weird if you smoke cigarettes is you're less likely to get affected by covid (laughs) really dude man i feel like all there was a study uh in in italy you know um because you know italy got hit pretty hard Yep, yep. But the smoke, the smokers, you know, they were okay. they were okay. <laughs> you no, know, you no. Know, I think it, it's it's probably the smoke itself. The smoke it's killing itself it off, huh? From the yeah, man. That's that's the only thing that's that makes sense. 
Now that's fascinating. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I could be making I could be making that up, man. I don't know, but we'll see. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> Fuck it, man. We're all about hearing new jobs, but you know? um, yeah, like or hearing new ways to to make our lives easier. So I, I mean, yeah, whatever whatever it is, we just do our part to stay healthy for, I mean, in general in ourselves, we should focus on our health for our own sake and family's sake. And then just being responsible and, you know, this will end sooner rather than later if we do that. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Keeping the faith. Sure. Keeping the faith. All right. So why don't we get into some lighter things? Louie, you love music. I love music. Yeah. Love geeking out all types (laughs) of music. Listen. All right. Here's one question I, I thought of for you specifically. All right, we're fans of rock music uh, very in the various genres of rock, whether you're alternative, heavy metal, um, coffee shop. We love seeing guitars, basses, and drums going, going in, right? So, Oh, yeah. Rock uh, and I, roll. I want to break down. So we're thinking of the four of the, the main, usually a band, usually some have extras and others. We think of, you know, the guitarist, bassist, drummer, singer. I want you and me to break down some of our favorites from each of those. So first things first, can you tell me some of your favorite bass players? Oh man. All right. So one of them for sure is Chi Chang. He's dead. He was he was part of the Deftones. Oh, but he had. I didn't. Yeah, I know he Deftones had some really. Man. Yeah, he had some really sick uh, riffs. You know, he was uh, a finger player. Mm-hmm. No pick fingers, so it's a different sound with 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 hard rock music. It is, you know. But uh, I would say him on bass for sure. Him on bass for sure. But damn, man, this is a hard question because we got to, they have to be like a certain genre, you know? Yeah, like that's why you can say it, it doesn't have to be your favorite, just, a, you know, a, a list. Oh, just, okay. Yeah, it doesn't have to all be right, the, right. your favorite. I'm saying just like, like just some of your favorites. Like for me, if we're talking basses, I love fleeing the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Get that funkiness, okay. that slap out there. Be hard mm-hmm. either. I love Rage Against the Machine a lot. So Tim Crawford yeah, on the bass. Yeah. He's yeah, got dude. some. He's very underrated, I would say. Um, For sure. You talk about Mike Dirt from uh, Green Day, uh, dude. I don't. I don't know the bassist name, but um, there is this band called Rufio. Rufio. And, uh, yeah, Rufio, and uh, he's a he's a sick bass player. And I don't know. The, I don't know. I'm blanking on this guy's name, but the guy from Rancid, he's a sick bass player too, man. He's he's a pick guy, but. He's um he's fucking nasty, man. Talk about like I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it, you know, guitars could do a lot more, but this mm-hmm. man is like ripping it, and while the you know it's just power chords or whatever, and this guy is just like do 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 pretty good. Jerk. Yeah, it's pretty sweet for. So I would say him too, man, for sure. You ever heard of uh the band called Mr. Big? Mr. Big, yes, I have. They're the ones that sing uh. I'm the one who wants to be with you. It's an acoustic song, but the bass player, he like does like these solos. He's like, it's wild, bro. It's wild. I forget his name, but he's, he's a sick one too. Mr. Big. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I also like Robert Trujillo from um, Metallica. I also oh. liked, um, I also like before was... you were saying, dude, that guy, 
That guy was on uh, suicidal tendencies. Yep, before. yep. Pickup, right? Love, dude, I love that guy, man. I also liked what's his name. The, even the bass before it from Metallica. Um, uh, oh, um, Jason. No, not Jason. That's um, Jason Newsted. Yeah, Jason Newsted. He yeah. goes in. Obviously, he- Cliff Burton. R.I.P. The original. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say Cliff, Cliff Burton's dead. Yeah, the famous for whom the bell tolls, especially. <laughs> it goes in, man. I love Metallica. Metallica's my ultimate workout workout band. Them and Rage Against the Machine, I could go in. And I really like. I love uh, live music. Like I love listening to live music as well. So I love like pulling up Metallica, Woodstock '99, and then can just pound Rage Against the Machine. Oh, um, dude. Any any fucking Woodstock video you watch from '99 is fucking insane, dude. Dude, why don't we go with it real real quick? Because I'm I, I'm low key fascinated by when. So when I first, this is how I got to know Woodstock '99. So I really got into rock music because of Guitar Hero. That's when I first like okay. really introduced to so. Then I got into the band's catalogs. I I have still a Rolling Stone subscriber, and I got into them. So that's really when I started get, really getting into rock. So yeah, I looked up. I really like the song "Suck My Kiss" from um from uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper. Red Hot Chili Peppers, which was a song Guitar Hero three. So I looked it up one day, okay. and the the first available one was "Suck My Kiss" from Woodstock '99, and then. First, you see Flea's naked, so I was like, that's savage. And then it's like 200,000 people just going off. And then I went to, like, look up more of this. This was the big anniversary, and then the whole – for those who don't know, they had the big – a lot of riots. Um, people were very angry. People were intense. But they had such a killer lineup as well, so – Damn! Can you tell me what your what your what your what are your thoughts on Woodstock '99 in particular, dude? So, um, Limp Biscuit mm-hmm. killed it. Like I know a lot of you know Limp Biscuit gets a lot of uh, backlash and shit. But if you think about like the new rappers coming out now, like Little Pump, all that shit, <laughs> dude, they're doing what Limp Biscuit did, man. Yeah. Like Limp Biscuit, they yeah. just they. They were the first, like, they were rapping, man. They were rapping, but they were, it was, they got the crowd, man. So if you ever watched the whole Woodstock 99 Limp Bizkit, I mean, like, they fucking rock, dude, they rocked the house, man. Did it all for the nookie. Yeah. Fucking awesome. And, um, Uh, Corn, mm -hmm. dude, Corn, Corn, like, like, fucking killed it. And I think they all were, dude, they were on some drugs, man. They were, like, like, tripping out, dude. They let I saw it a documentary. Out. Yeah, man. I think they were in awe because, dude, that that crowd is huge. Yeah, two hundred thousand people. Yeah, dude, man, Yeah, DM, DMX killed it. You know what's funny, man? I like looked up the lineup, and I I forget who it was, but it was like Cheryl Crow, <laughs> DMX, <laughs> and then, like Alanis Morissette or something. I'm like, dude, man, what a crazy lineup! And you know they they all fucking killed it, man. Yeah, like I, I would say, like I know the um, I know there's a lot of controversy within the crowds, but for the music itself, there's a lot of good acts, and like you said, Metallica did good in it, Chili Peppers, uh, yeah, dude, Bush, Rage, yeah, Bush, Rage, Bush killed it, 
Rage. I think that's the best I've ever personally seen them play a set from, I mean, from the uh, YouTube yeah. videos I could get. And they were going to, I was, I don't know if you knew this, they were going to, they were going to go on tour this year, except obviously COVID hit. They were going to play four nights at Madison Square Garden. Yo, I heard, I heard you had tickets. You were going to go and it got canceled. Yeah, man, dude. Yeah, yeah I heard. I wound I up heard, selling those tickets. That on your back. podcast, bro. Thank you, thank <laughs> you. I wound up giving the money, at getting the money back. But hey, if you're down in in this August, Louie, I'm down. I want to let you know that right now. And I'm so serious, dude. I'm fucking, yeah, I'm fucking down, dude. Oh, I love hell concerts, yeah. man. And then run the jewels. I gotta is work. Perform too. Run the jewels. Yeah, I think they're opening for them. Dude, I never heard of them. I never heard oh, you of never that. heard of it? You ever heard of Killer Mike by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> Say it again? You ever heard of Killer Mike by any chance? It sounds familiar. Is he a rapper? Yeah, he's a rapper. He's a very big activist as well, but he's it's him and another guy. It's a two-person um, duo, and they kill it. Oh, okay. So, yo, man, I'm going to be in touch with that just so you know. Yeah, for sure. And, and you mentioned, before we get back into naming some of the great musicians, you mentioned um, some concerts. I mean, we were talking about concerts, and you're a concert fan, and I'm yeah. a concert fan. Could you tell me some of your favorite shows you went to? So, um, my favorite show by far I ever went to. Oh man, it had to be. It was. It was probably the Deftone show. Deftone, <laughs> and I was. Yeah, it was my first. This was uh, back in Roseland Ballroom. That place is closed now in New York. Yeah. I don't, and I'm it was, familiar with that. Dude, place. it was, it was, it was, it was kind of small. So it was like, I mean, it's a big place. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but the the where the where we like were, we were so. Yeah, man, it was so close, and it was so like, because I I feel like, you know, with the Deftones, it's either you you love them or you hate them. There's no like, <laughs> you're not like, eh, yeah, they're okay. It's like nah, it's like yay or nay. Right. So when you're there, like everyone's just like, yeah, death tones, and everyone's all friendly, and every, you know, people are still hitting each other. But if you fall down, someone's like going to pick you up. Right. And I remember going with, uh, I went with my uh, my two cousins, Javi and Donnie, mm-hmm. and uh, and Javi's girlfriend at the time. And it, it was a sick show, man. It was it was awesome. And then there was another time I saw uh, I saw Snoop Dogg, Three Eleven. <laughs> some, dude, someone someone else opened up for them that's the comment i went dude i went with um i went with people like i don't really hang out with so i went with i went i won't say their names there's one guy uh that i went with who we did hang out with we like smoked a lot together mm-hmm. and like you know not saying that was like the only thing we had in common but like that was like the only thing we really had in common so <laughs> <laughs> but um he um we went, you know, and I, you know, of course I, you know, brought some flour or whatever and it was good, man. It was a good show. It was fun. It was like on a hill. I don't remember where it was, but like the stage was here and the the crowds here and the, you know, it's just, it was really good. The weird, the weird thing I thought was, is, you know, Snoop Dogg opened up for 311. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I was like, that's, that's kind of weird, man. That doesn't work like that. I mean, I guess, huh? You know, but you know what? Every, it was yeah. every 98% of the show, you know, everyone was white. So that's probably, you know, <laughs> that's the reason why. Well, I mean, that's, that's a show, like probably the best shows I've seen. I, um, 
I saw Chance the Rapper in uh in Hartford. Oh, like, nice! I saw it was Chance the Rapper, Remy Ma, Kyle. <laughs> Um, and there's one or two other people I can't think of, but that show was insane. It was like a war zone. It was in like three summers ago, hot summer. There was 45 people, Louie, that went to the hospital that day. And I Damn. saw, I saw like, I people. I saw guys like completely turn the other way. I saw people running in a hospital, uh, like, you know, medical personnel running here and, and stuff. I saw this person push a cop to the floor, to the ground, and Damn, he still yo. kept running. <laughs> I, Dude, I, I hope someone, I hope, I hope someone died, man. That would be epic. No, I'm Dude. just kidding. Well, you know. <laughs> it, it felt like a war zone, bro. I, it was, I was enjoying the show, and of course, you know, you know, getting lit with whatever, but at the same time, I was like, bro, I don't want to be in shit scary. So Ooh. let me, I don't want to Woodstock 99. Let me, <laughs> Yeah, let me ask you, man, because, you know, when I when I was growing up and, you know, when I was younger, I mean, I'm not much older than you. I'm 32. Mm-hmm. But um, when I was growing up, you know, rock shows were like where the moshes were. Yep. And now I feel like there's even like in the rap in the rap shows, like I see like Travis <laughs> Scott. Six I nine to, to Shocky, like it's like a, it's like people are moshing and stuff. And I'm just like, whoa, man, like. Is this like what it's like at a at a rap concert now? Because yeah. I usually and I won't I won't lie like I, rap concerts back in the day were like yeah! you know everyone's mm-hmm. just like bumping. All but right, now all it's right, like right. oh shit. So I you know to me I don't know it's it's weird. The last I saw um you ever heard of Joey Badass? Of course I know. I love Joey Badass. No, ninety five to infinity. I saw him. Dude, I saw him at uh, Toad's place. Okay. Maybe like five five years ago. Hell yeah, the great famous place for anyone. I didn't, in New dude. Haven. I, dude, I didn't. Uh, we saw him for like five minutes, man. My cousin and I, we played uh, beer pong with whiskey before going. <laughs> dude, man, and then we we bought these like these little bags and we filled them up with whiskey and we like shoved them in our pants, like not in our pocket but like between our legs, <laughs> and we drank more whiskey there, man. Dude, I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. We ended up leaving. My my cousin was falling all over the place. He was wasted. Dude, I drove home drunk. It was bad, dude. I'm glad you dude, made I it. woke up. Dude, I'm glad I fucking made it. Yeah. Don't drink up, a drive, kids. This, man. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Uh, you were saying, though? When I woke up, well, dude, when I woke up, I was, I didn't know where I was. And the reason I didn't know where I was, because I was in my sister's room, who was sleeping over her boyfriend's house. <laughs> and I thought, dude, I mean, I was in a relationship with my wife. I didn't know where I was, man. I thought I was like in some like random ass house. Like, where the <laughs> fuck am I? I got in some random house. <laughs> dude, I, dude, I, 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 thought the, I thought the worst and I freaked the fuck out, dude. And then uh, as soon as I opened the, you know, her door, I was like, oh, I'm in my sister's room and I see my cousin and my cousin has his, um, our couch was on top of him. Our couch was on top of him, man. And he was like, couch Yo. on top of him. Like, no, it was just on him. I don't, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> the couch was just on him. Now that, Dude, that's we, just like, he, I don't, I don't know. I, that That's a hard sell with that. Like, wow. You know, you had a great night no, when man. the couch is on you. 
for real, man. I think I, I think we called his brother who was living in Georgia at the time. <laughs> and we're just like, you know, you know that like drunk talk, like, I love you, man. I wish you were here. Yeah. Like your brother just fell on his face, man. Like it's, it was, that. that's actually probably the last time I got like, Really wasted, 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 was, wasted. Was that time, dude? Yeah, man, that was bad. I had to work. I went to work like the next morning, man. I was still drunk. It was bad, dude. It was bad. Definitely it was the, good, but it was bad. Definitely <laughs> the worst is when you <laughs> when you wake up drunk. Uh, that's happened. Yes. Like I don't really black out a lot in my experience, but the other times of year. They don't ever get like, um, I remember my formal, one of my formals in college, I woke up drunk and my date drove my car home, me and her, me and her. And <laughs> she did a great job with it too. No one's ever touched that, that I had a truck, the Ford Ranger right before. And, uh, yeah, she drove it. She, she, she was a savior. I give her a lot of credit for that. And then I said this story on a other podcast where I got really wasted at Rutgers University. We were drinking vodka cranberries. I had this distinct image of the three vodka cranberries that would lead to me blacking out. And I wake up in my friend's. I wake up in my friend's bed. I took his bed and he took the couch. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then I woke up. I got this girl's number, and I was like. I guess it was working out because she invited me to come through and she seemed really hey. excited only for me to repeat myself. I literally say, Hey, Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? And then, uh, <laughs> so that didn't work out. And, um, yeah, it's just, uh, <laughs> that, and that chance to concert, I, uh, had a little one too many, but yeah, we're just appreciate the time they do get home. Like, damn. Yeah, man. I won't lie. Like, I don't think I've ever heard Chance the Rapper's like a song of his ever, dude. <laughs> well, well, he's he's the I shit. This this I will say though, from my understanding, he didn't have like a label. Yep, yep. So like everything, everything is his, man. And that's like, that's I don't know, man. That's like if you're doing if Still you're doing it signed. that way, dude. It's that's and he's making it. Yep. You know, like I saw him on a commercial and I was like, wow. Like, what no. label is he on? He's not on a label. I'm like, wow. No record label to, is is controlling him you know? like that. And we see, yeah, and we man, that's like, good for him. Like Taylor Swift, I don't know if you saw, her manager sold her catalog to some random person. <laughs> like that. Dude, it's wild, man. All all those, uh, like Britney Spears, Backstreet yeah. Boys and Sync. 98 degrees, LFO, Destiny Child, they all got fucked. Dude, they all got fucked, you know? That's why you see so many of these. And, and I, I learned so many musicians, like I've listened to, especially recently, in recent years, how such an accomplishment they have getting their own catalog. In fact, I was talking listening to yeah, it with dude. James Hetfield from Metallica talking about how one of his best accomplishments of his life is actually owning his catalog of the songs that he wrote originally already, but he wound up getting it back. And yeah, now with you see Spotify, yeah. we see now since Spotify, you can now put your own music on there, SoundCloud, the SoundCloud rappers who arise, who went up the ranks. It's interesting how much music is changing now and how much the record label will not have an impact anymore, you know? Yeah, man. You know, speaking of the whole Spotify, I know we're getting off subject here. We're supposed to be talking about guitarists next. No, next don't Spotify. worry. We got plenty of time. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll circle around back to yeah. it. But you were saying, though? Yo, there was, there was this band... Um, Jacoby Wichita. Oh, I know Jacoby Wichita. Yeah, so, dude. So I don't know if you 
don't know if you know, but they they're they're putting out their music on Spotify now, dude. And, oh, they made it, and, dude. I'm and you know it sucks that they're not together, like anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if Spotify was out when they were killing it, yeah, dude, I think those guys, I think they would have gone somewhere, man. It's, um, it's crazy. I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not cool with like I know them, and I'm not cool with them like that. My cousin was, um, but um, you know, I I I always you know, good for them, man. I, I was. I didn't really like one of their um, members or whatever, but, you know, I was always happy to see them rock out, you know, and they, they did their thing, man. If you even watch like their music videos now, it just puts you back in a time mm-hmm. where it was just like, damn, man, that's, those were the days. Those are the good old days. Cause I, I don't know. Cause I don't know if, I don't know if the uh, people like playing bands like that anymore, you know, like, you know, get together, smoke a bunch of weed and drink and just rock out and, you know, collaborate. I don't yeah. know this, but I was in a, I was in a band uh, back when Jacoby Wichita was called Athena Surrender. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm putting them on blast. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but they were, um, our band, it was, it was fun. I actually, I sold out, man. I sold out big. It's <laughs> not that I regret it. Not that I regret it, but. I got a story to tell. Is it cool if I tell it? Of course. We have this as much as you want. I, I, my podcasting host <laughs> is generous, letting me have it. So, yeah, feel free. I want to hear this. You can All say right, as so much check- stories as long as you want. Seriously, I have plenty of time. So, <laughs> in the podcast. So check this out, man. When I, when I was in high school, I was in this punk band. Uh, we called ourselves the Disestablishment. The and we disestablishment. were a punk band, like art. Yeah. It was awesome. It was uh, Dan and Matt and I. I played the bass, backup vocals. Dan was the guitarist, and um, he sung. He had a good voice too. Good, good stage presence. He was, you know, he's all about the punx punks. You know, it was mm-hmm. awesome. We all had leather. We all had leather jackets. It was good, man. But um, we had like, we had like a good twenty original songs. No way. And there's this, yeah, man, it was awesome. Like it was like it was good music too. Like it was it was punk rock music, you know. Like, um, you know, just punk. It was it was nice. It was good. And then uh, this band was like auditioning basses for you know because they wanted to play Battle of the Bands, and I was like Battle of the Bands. Dude, I was like, damn, man, like, I maybe, I was like, maybe I could do two bands. I could do this one, which is uh, more McMahon based, you know, mm-hmm. School of the Hard Knocks, just saying. And, <laughs> and Counterfall, the other band was uh, Norakai. So I was like, All right. me, um, yeah, so let me try to do both. So, uh, you know, I, I played, uh, when I tried out, I played a song still by Rufio, the, a bass line. Yep, and they're like, they're like, yeah, man, you're in. If you want it, you're in. And I was like, sweet, you know, I'm in. And then like three days later, they basically told me like, hey, man, like, it's either our band or or that band. Like, you can't, Shit. you know, we don't want. Yeah. So I, you know, I picked them, and we ended up playing three shows. It gave me some, um, gave me some credit with the Nora Kai kids, you know. And you know what? You know what else helped, dude? My what? cousin was like a big drug, a big drug dealer at Norakai. Oh yeah, so he was they the plug. Knew that too. So, so I was kind of like, 
in a way I, I felt untouchable, you know, <laughs> I was like in a music band. I was a freshman, you know, we're getting invited to, um, these senior parties and I'm like, Ooh. Oh my God, like these are, you know, really mature, very sexy ladies here. And I'm just hey. like, Oh my God, I feel like a fucking kid. It was awesome though. It was a good experience, but in a way, man, like I feel like that ruined our friendship. I ruined my friendship with Dan at least. Damn, I'm and sorry. it, you know, it, no, nah, it's good. I mean, like I, re I reached out to him about a, this rancid thing that I saw, uh, this song, I'm just going to say it, the song radio, uh, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day helped write it. And it's a Rancid song. And I was like, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I was, I'm a huge Rancid fan. I didn't fucking know that. And, um, you know, he replied like, don't you ever uh, oh. question my, you know, knowledge of Rancid. But, you know, I was jokingly. Oh, okay. It was all like through messages. It was all through messages. But I was just like, you know. I was like, dude, man, I'm just so happy. I'm, I'm like, I'm happy you knew that because I didn't know that, you know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, shout out to him. I think he's still doing the music thing, which is awesome. And, you know, he really got me into um, this punk music, like more deeper punk casualties and shit like that. Rancid, yeah, Operation like true, Ivy. The true punk. Yeah, man. Like, don't shower. Let's stay dirty, <laughs> rock out. Yeah, Mohawks, <laughs> dude. It was, it was, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Hey, but man, you know, I am thankful for. Um, I am thankful for. You know, Counterfall. It was a good. Um, it was a good run. You know, I love my bandmates. I only. I don't really keep in touch with any of them, to be honest. I just, you know, I see them on Instagram. But, uh, you know, when it's, when it's someone's birthday, it's like, yo, happy birthday, counterfall or something. And it's like, yeah, man, sweet. You know, I, to be, I don't think any, any of them are doing the, a music thing anymore, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Which in a way is, you know, it's, it's sad because it's like, I remember I stopped because it was like I got a job and I just couldn't like, I couldn't do both, you know? Right. But I, but I still, I, you know, I, I, I would love to write music again. It's just, I don't, I don't see myself doing it anytime soon, you know? Well, it's never too late. You know, you got my support when you want to make your comeback. And I'm serious All right. about that. So, uh, <laughs> I, I'm excited to see where that goes. And I know it's, um, an interesting time, but I know, uh, one way or another, you're going to be back there. And let me know when that first show is, because yeah. I really will be there. I promise. Yeah, it'll be cool, man. We'll see what happens, you know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we get back into our ways? And, oh, by the way, to answer your question before, do I see more moshing in a rap concert? Yeah, yes. especially the trap music. The little Uzi Vert, you see people bounce around. The Travis Scott, especially. Uh, the Sheck West who does Mo Bamba, you will actually see that more because really ra rapidly, the mainstream at the moment, that trap music that, like you said, the little pump, the trippy reds with all that, they really put like almost rock beats and twos like recorded with actual, with an actual band. And especially the late and great Juice World had a lot that like you would think he was probably, if you saw him, his background, but yeah. I think he was probably like in a punk band and stuff, and they just put rhymes to it. Some, you know, some music's better than others, but yeah, I would say more now, more of those newer artists that came out 
that started within the last decade, I would say, yes, you will see more people more jumping, not more bouncing around like a 50 cent, but more like jumping and rocking out. It's always, it is really rocking out, especially Travis Scott. Ah, it's interesting, man. It's interesting. It's like, it's like, uh, you think of like sex, drugs and rock and roll. (laughs) Now it's sex, drugs and rap. You know, <laughs> easily instead of now, some people are getting into the more the leans, and I mean, everyone still has it, yeah, man. Stuff, but yeah, <laughs> be careful, friends. Um, so with other rock, we got to hit uh, talk to me about some drummers. Everyone loves a great drummer, whether you're uh, John Bonham and Zeppelin or David Grohl from Nirvana to Travis Barker and Bleak 182. I go on and on with them. What are some of your favorite drummers? I love Chad Smith from um, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Brad Wilk is another great one from Rage. Yeah, dude. Yeah, my, my favorite drummer is probably is Travis Barker. Oh, hell yeah. And, um, I thought it was his birthday the other day. Dude, he... Oh, it was? Yeah. Dude, he's, he's so sick. Um. I'm a big Blink-182 fan. Hell yeah. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about like back in the 90s, 2000s Blink, mm-hmm. you know, like shit, piss, fucking cocksucker, motherfucker type. Let's That's a song that they have. What? Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, when they, um, when they originally first came out, I was like, damn, dude, like I fucking love this. They didn't. And I, you know, I'll say it. They suck, dude. Like vocals <laughs> are horrible live. Like I heard they're awful they're messing live. Up playing, you know. But um, funny how that was, works. Huh? It was good. But I you still enjoyed it. I actually, I actually, yeah, I actually, I feel like that's the best, man. Is when it's like you're not you're not the best player, but you own it, you yeah. know. But but Travis Barker, like, dude, they were so. Talk about like getting lucky, man, to have him, to have him play. Cause he was, I believe he was on the Aquabats before, mm-hmm. which is like some, uh, it's a ska band. I don't know if anyone's uh, familiar with them. them. Yeah. So I, I think the story was um, their drummer got sick or something, something happened to their drummer. So they they asked the Aquabat drummer to drum for them and, <laughs> and he, you know, stole he, fucking, he fucking killed it, dude. And, and that was, that was it. It was, you know, it was over. And anything, um, like when Travis Barker was part of a boxcar racer, the transplants, mm-hmm. he did a song with, uh, he did a song with P Diddy. This is all back in the day before, like, you know, things were really, you know, people were easily collaborating. Cause I don't know if you saw the thing with Post Malone he did with. Yeah. They the did Nirvana the, thing. they did the Nirvana, they did the pretty, they did, they did a whole concert yeah, uh, covering Nirvana songs. How'd you feel? Yeah, how'd you, so how'd that, you like it? Did you like it? I mean, yeah. You know, I um, when Post Malone first came out, it was before I heard the. I forget what um, "Too Young to Die" is the, one of the first songs I heard of him. Yeah, he wasn't big, dude. He was not big at all. And I remember telling my wife, "This was like, dude, this was has had to be like five, six years ago when wow. I heard this song." And I was like, and I saw him perform, and then I I heard White Iverson, and I was like, "Dude, I I was like, I think this guy's going places," you know. And then, um, and then he he kind of did. He was more rap focused and stuff like that, but then he got to a place where I think after he toured with Bieber. 
he got to a place where he was actually able to be like, I like rock music like yeah. a lot. And then it's like, you know what? I'm going to try out this rock stuff too. And, and I just feel like since I, since I knew him from when he was kind of, I don't want to say he like was selling out, but he did what, is he part of a label? Do you know? Post Malone. I actually think he is. Let me double check. I do think he signed. According well, to anywho, this. If he, if he signed or not, I, I just felt like he, he was able to let his roots out of like rock and roll. And, you know, he's like, I'm a Nirvana fan. I'm a, I'm a Metallic fan, a Metallica fan. I like rock and roll. I like Johnny yeah. Cash. I like all that. And I just feel like he's so big in the rap game that for him to like say that, I'm just like, damn, dude, like you really, I feel like he's probably out of our generation, like in the, even the 2010s, 2020s, he has to be like artist of the decade just of, just because of um, what he knows, what he's able to do and what he does. Does that make sense? Like he definitely, he definitely know, had. It was one of the most influential artists of this decade. Yeah, always reinventing he's, himself and stuff like that. But you were about to yeah. say that point. Like he's not, um, he's not just a rapper. He's actually a musician. He knows yeah. how to play music, and that's something that not every rapper could say. Definitely not. And then he, and then he knows his music too, which is like, damn, dude. You know, like. That's he. He can legit know, sing too when he wants. Exactly. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm happy for him. I don't. I feel like that's the that's the best compliment anyone could get is just saying that like, you know, you know your music, you know how to play music, and you're making music that people like. And you know, I don't know if you're if he's smiling because he's all fucked up, but hopefully, <laughs> you know, he under. <laughs> hopefully, he understands that you know what he does you know, goes, goes more than, than what, you know, people could explain. You know he, what I mean? He's like, for the, sure. it's like, the, go ahead. I'll say he's for sure a genuine musician that you can respect. And he actually plays his music live. And even with, you know, like the Blink-182, okay, they're not the greatest in the world, but at least they're actually playing. They're not lip syncing or nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, with Blink, Travis Barker, like, dude, he fucked, he killed it, dude. He killed it. It opened so many doors for him. You know, I'm happy that his bandmates were like, hey, man, if you want to do your thing, too, you could do your thing, too. And, you know, just come back and play with us, too. You know, like, for that's sure. cool with us, you know. And, um, you know, like uh, Blink-182, their new albums that came out. They're yeah, okay. I was going to ask, how do you feel I about feel- the new with the Matt Skiba Blink-182? So I, I, I always liked Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio. I always liked Alkaline Trio back in the day too. So I was happy that one, he joined them. Some of my friends were like, nah, dude, fuck that. Fuck that. And I'm like, dude, nah, it's good, man. Like Blink is still trying to like do their thing, you know? And, you know, Tom is just doesn't want to do it right now. What do you, what do you want to, what do you want to say, you know? But Yeah, right. But I mean, it's. The first, the first album liked a lot that was Skiba, but then I don't know, man. Like the other ones, they came out. It's just too, uh, I don't know. It's just too Doesn't manipulated. Yeah, you know, like 
it just doesn't it just doesn't sound genuine to me like as blink would sound right man i mean but i still love them i still love when i do Definitely a big one eighty two fan. Grew up with them. I really only heard that first Skiba record, but I haven't really got into the others. But I mean, you know, they always got a special place in my heart with that. And one thing you say that's true that I think especially rock music has is when they act. I mean, obviously they're actually playing their music, and when they actually play their music, and when they actually sound like their records. I think a lot of classic rock, especially, hits that. It's just, yeah. so, it's just so freaking cool, man. And by the way, Post Malone is signed by Republic, right? Yeah, dude. And uh, but why don't you okay. tell? Him- well, well, good for them because. That's good for them. He's, he's making them a lot of money. Definitely <laughs> is. And you know, like, Post is, he originally was a punk musician himself. I believe there's a band that re- he auditioned yeah, for and that. he rejected. Yeah, he, let me, he auditioned for the band. I have it right here. I should have it right here, but, uh, <laughs> um, excuse me. So his first band, he, he auditioned for a band. Oh, well, I know this was, I'll find it, but he auditioned for a band that rejected him. And well, um, who knows what if they let him in, but yeah, that's his original background. And it's cool that, that influence. I don't know if you heard in the last album. Yeah. Both a lot of rock and rap he did a song with Ozzy Osbourne and Travis Scott that's awesome so yeah good for him I th- I think and I read it I actually read it last year an article about how 2020 the 2020s will be a decade when rock makes a comeback of some sort um I can't name I hope so dude because I at the moment but I do think it's gonna come around good good that was a shit back in the day when I was uh, growing up. It was all about, you know, bands galore. Rap was still doing its thing, but it was just more, um, I don't know, like more rock. Yeah. You know, but. It's just hitting the mainstream. What are you going to do? Exactly. I know it's, it hasn't been since 2007 since a number one rock song hit the billboards, which was fall. So, um, speaking of drummers. Yes. Um, I don't know. I don't know his name, but the Lamb of God. It's, this is a metal band. Yo, I know Lamb He's of God. He's sick. He has the double pedal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, the double pedal was awesome. Um, I think his name is uh, Joey from Slipknot. I don't think he's part of the band anymore, but he was a sick drummer too. Uh, I don't know, man. There's was drumming his name? is. I don't know. It's, there's some. What's up? The drummer Art Cruz for Lamb of God? Is that him or is that the new one? I think that's the new one. I think uh, it's the one before the original. I forget his name though. Maybe, nah. It's definitely not Art Cruz. He's definitely not Spanish. <laughs> is it Chris Adler? Uh, yeah, that's him. I believe that's him. He was Hold sick, up. dude. Do you the, like the, the, the double pedal? I love um, Lars Ehrlich's another good one. Yeah, he's good. You know, he kind of, I won't lie, man, ever since the whole Napster thing. <laughs> <laughs> you tell, were you around to remember Napster? 
Yeah, dude. I I was I used Napster. <laughs> it was awesome. And then Metallica you know? ruined it for everyone, huh? They basically, you know, said, you know, people can't download our music for free. They did everyone a favor, though, man. If it wasn't for Metallica, everyone, I mean, I guess people are still getting robbed with the, like, hit-wise for, like, Spotify, Apple Music, yeah, all that shit. But, um... I love Spotify. I mean, Metallica... Yeah. <laughs> mm. Metallica did, um... Did, um... Stop the whole free music thing, you know? Mm. I was around for that, man. I was like, damn. I loved it because I was like, we don't have to buy CDs. This is awesome. Just download it, burn it on the CD. It's fucking great. Short-lived. Man, you know, I... You um, know, short-lived. Before I got... I got actually Spotify really early. Like, it's because a Spotify, like, I got into Spotify my senior, my freshman year of college. If you know my Spotify launched in 06, right? And okay. they, they, and it took a very long time for them to get any traction. And um, I think it was mostly an international thing because they're a Swedish company. Like they really didn't get to the United okay. States until 2012. Um, it in that June twenty June two thousand eleven was it was when Spotify um, joined the United States. So they were around for six years. Um, sorry, five years beforehand, and then they came to the United States in twenty eleven. In twenty thirteen, there was this person in college. She was like a uh, Spotify ambassador. She's like, hey, check this website out. I'm like, okay. And then I fell in love with it right away. I bought the premium right away when Spotify premium was only like six bucks a month. And then I just got all my music there. There was this, by the time I started liking Spotify, a lot of the artists didn't even, weren't even on it yet. I remember like the Beatles weren't on it. Um, a lot of certain rappers. And, but I, that's when I fell in love and then I have all this music. But before the way I got my music, you remember LimeWire? Yeah, I remember that. Destroying computers and such. You know, it's funny. Big time. I, I had a, just a quick fan about computers being ruined. I had a friend. He ruined his family's computer twice. Once because of LimeWire. He destroyed the whole family laptop at the time. <laughs> and then the second one, he did it because of porn. He watched porn in the family room for some reason, and it destroyed the computer. Can you imagine telling your mom, Mom, like the computer broke because I was watching porn, so nobody could get to their emails or anything? Dude, I believe it, cause it's happened. No, <laughs> no, dude, I was how, dude. I, it's it's happened to numerous families, man. If you got a little, if you got a, if you got a son there that's like thirteen, fourteen. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it happens much anymore, cause you just watch it on the internet. Yeah, you know? but go on your phone then, and stuff. You yeah, but now it, you know, now, uh, well, back then, I feel like you had to pay on the internet to really oh get the God. good stuff. But now it's either you pay for it or you download it. And if you download it, you're downloading a virus that's going to wipe you out. You know? You just pre, when you could just do the old school. I just like, I just don't understand, Louis, how anyone pays for porn. I really don't. So I feel like people, I feel like people do it to support the people making the porn. (laughs) I don't know, man. They're like, you know what? I'm going to support you 
Everyone needs I'm a, a paycheck. Fan. I'll, I'll, I'll pay $10 a month. I'll help you out. Oh, I don't know. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Pornography, man. Man. Dude, like OnlyFans, dude. Only, only fans. fans. They they changed the game. <laughs> dude, they changed the big the game big time, dude. Oh my god! I you, ever thought, you ever you ever thought about making one? Have I, Matt Brown, thought of making an OnlyFans account? I can say that it hasn't crossed my mind, unfortunately, Louis. I, even though I'm sure plenty of people would subscribe, but uh, I think uh, I'll leave that for my future lover. Well, shit. My wife and I thought about it. We didn't <laughs> really? do it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was a thought, man. There's it was this, a thought. There's this girl in my college, right? She was – so she was – so, like, I didn't hang out with her, but we were, in a, we were the same major, and we had a lot of classes. So she was, like, really cool. Like, we were friendly and stuff. But she was, like, she was a very pretty girl and whatever. I never, never, I was too chicken to shoot my shot or anything. So we, we, I was happy just being friends. But I've seen her since we graduated, like, transform into this alter ego. And now oh, yeah. she's doing OnlyFans. And this oh, she's man. Like, she has this, these very risque photos. And I'm like, we were in, we were at intro to film together. And if I wanted to, I could pay to see this and i'm like i just that that, that uh, i i have too much respect for her to not do that gotcha to be honest though man she don't want your respect she wants your money she has only fans <laughs> man you go ahead and subscribe <laughs> she'll be happy <laughs> she does her i support it and anybody who's into that i mean i know i know one friend who's <laughs> oh my god i have one friend who subscribes to only fans and I ask him questions. So you actually do this? And she says the girl hits him up like every. Well, so hey, you want to chat? You want to do this? You want you want my nudes for ten bucks? And I just felt like at that point, like why don't you like I don't know establish a relationship with someone so you don't have to pay for that? But I don't know. To each their own. Yeah. And yeah but what you know, that same dude tells me he watches porn. Like he'll do what you know many people do when they watch porn but when it's when um the boom goes the dynamite happens he will still watch yeah. it for cinematic value i'm like bro yeah of course you need to get laid of course <laughs> man, man what a great though like concept to make money right and you it know? actually like like, uh, like you're saying like like think about like the guy who made OnlyFans, like let's make a website that if people want to do any, like show off their naked body, have <laughs> sex online and people will pay for it and we'll take a percentage. Let's, that's a good website. We'll sign a disclosure. Dude, man, big bucks, big bucks. <laughs> it's probably going to ruin the, uh, the porn industry, man. If you think about it. And it, yeah, it gives, might have, cause, cause I've heard like a lot of situations where people like, actors who participate in porn and stuff like they really like screw them off over with money and stuff like that you know yeah dude i bet man yeah there's like there's a bunch of documentaries on uh how bad the porn industry is now yeah. you know due to the internet and things like that but i mean i think the i think porn covers a third of all internet traffic in the world a third a third wow 
I wouldn't be surprised if it was half, man. I don't know. <laughs> jeez. 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 Yeah, man. You know, I, I have a friend. He told me once. <laughs> he goes to Pornhub, you know, doing his thing. And he sees a video and he's like, she's participating in fornication with somebody, right? And um, as somebody's tapping that ass, he says like, oh my God, I know this girl. It was his neighbor. His neighbor. Wow. That's just, awesome, dude. Just, just, oh man. And just, just enjoy, enjoying whatever they have going on with cameras and, Dude, that's sweet. That's that's like um, go to the amateur section. I don't know, like, it, dude. Yeah, he could like try to. I don't know. It could be. It could be his way in. <laughs> a uh, a conversation starter with the neighbor. Hey, uh, are you an are you an actress? <laughs> you know, you you know. I'm sure there's plenty of porn stars who actually saw who get that question all the time, like. I, I actually saw I, at one of my jobs. I won't say which job, but I saw Lisa Ann, you know, the great one. And uh, yes, I just I remember my friend said, oh, I've seen you work. Oh, and she's like, oh, that's so cute, sweetie. But I get it all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So yeah, man, that's, that's wild. <laughs> what were we talking about right before this? Before we got into the adult film? I feel like we we're talking about uh, we we're talking about the drummers, but we were talking about something else with it. Yeah, dude, I don't know how we got to OnlyFans and porn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this podcast is for everyone. <laughs> so, and I also like Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters as a drummer, and I also like uh, um. Do you like the band Tool? Dude. So I actually this is gonna sound crazy. Yeah. I mean I've always known I've always known Tool, but like re- during this pandemic, it's one thing I did this during this pandemic was uh listen to full length albums without, you know, just like listening straight through, like laying mm. on the floor and just listening through it. And just um broadening my music horizons with older music. And I, um, do tool, man. Mm-hmm. Tool is like, it's so deep. Yeah. And it's so like, like listening, listening to their recordings of it. It's nice. But if you like watch live video, dude, it is fucking heavy too, man. Oh, I've seen. It gets fucking heavy. They really played. I think they're going to, the, the roof's going to be destroyed you know that band, you know that song schism by tool like i mentioned because i love the yeah. tool, the tool drummer is fucking awesome and i mean just badass and playing around i can hear the bass from my headphones um they're actually their album i saw like where it's trending their newest album was trending for a little bit on youtube in the top 10 so it's nice to see um oh, wow. they have appreciation and uh, Dan- danny carries yeah. the drummer who's just incredible Dude, I haven't listened to their new album, but um, dude, I like I, I I was watching some videos live, and I was like, dude, it sounds a lot different live than you know what they recorded. Mm-hmm. And when I mean different, I just mean like the feeling of it, like that song "Sober." Oh yeah, the song, dude, the song "Sober," video. like it sounds. That uh, is a great music video. 
it is, dude. That's that's a that's a creepy one. Yeah, but when you, when you when you listen to the recording of Sober, it's uh, I don't know, like it's I don't want to say it's like mellow. It doesn't sound like heavy, like you know. But when you when you see it live, you're like, holy fuck, this is really fucking heavy. Like this yeah. is this is this is fucking deep. It was good. I think my uh, my cousin saw Tool once, and you know he's uh, he's like six two. <laughs> he said that he started he started tripping out in the middle of the uh, of the mosh like what's going on but it was like the uh the visual and like the vocals yeah. everything was just so like can you imagine terrible. tripping during a tool concert yeah dude. <laughs> shit yo what's it so why don't we get to the guitarist now man first r.i.p Allen. That was all good one. Dude, that's sad, man. That he he passed. Mm-hmm. I wonder what was it—a throat cancer or something? Yeah. Did he smoke, man? Did he like smoke cigarettes like that or something? Yeah, he was a heavy smoker. Sadly. Wow. And I think he also that's had rough. tongue cancer that's too. So tough, man. Oh man. But I mean, other other great. I mean, Tom Morello from Rage Against the Machine. Uh, the various yeah, guitarists, the various guitarists from um, the Chili Peppers. Now John Fushante's back, but I like Josh Klinghoffer when he was there, and Dave Navarro did a good job in his brief time. Dave Navarro. <laughs> yeah, I like. Uh, Dude, I won't. I won't. I won't lie to you, man. I'm not a huge fan of the of the peppers, dude. Really? I'm not oh, a huge fan of them. Not a fan. And it's fact. only you know why? <laughs> why is that? You know why though? And this is they're just all about the West Coast, man. True, true. Like <laughs> it's all about West Coast. And I love the West Coast, but I'm like, I don't know, man. And then I also I also heard this story of uh was was the was the, the singer named Anthony? Anthony Kiedis, yep. Yeah. So I heard a story of with uh, B Real from Cypress Hill. How like <laughs> I don't know, he, he said a story how he like tried to avoid him and he was like, What's up, man? Like, you know, and he just wasn't like cool about anything. And I was like, damn, that kinda sucks. I was like, that kinda really turned me off. Dang it. Me saying me saying all that, I I know a lot of their songs though. Oh man, that's my favorite band, but I totally respect your opinion and uh yeah. there's always bounce around with them. But another band I love um those are some of like the big guitarists I'm thinking the top of my head. I know some more. I mean Jimmy Page, can't go wrong with him. Dude, dude Jimmy Page is good. Uh Randy Rhodes from yep. um, with Ozzy Osbourne. Mm-hmm. Another one that died early. RP said the plane crash. Uh Jimi Hendrix, dude. Jimi yeah. Hendrix was Duh. like Way before his time, left-handed, awesome. All right, um, we... you have any more? I'm trying to think of like, like now, like who's who's good now? Because it's, I I feel like there's no more people aren't ripping like how they used to, you know. Uh, Kirk from Metallica is great too, of course. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's he's musically he's he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I, I feel like a lot of the great greats, they're all dead, you know. Yeah, you know what's a good one? He's older, but Eric Clapton can't forget him. And uh... yeah, Eric Clapton's good. He's a good guitarist. Wow, wow, wow! Now why don't we get into the front man? 
front men and or front women or the front person. We go from, this is probably a lot of the classic Robert Plant to start, man. He was everything. It was like he was built in a laboratory. This is what a rock singer looks like. Freddie Mercury. I mean, Freddie Mercury. One of the most talented people to ever grace the earth. Everyone gets the chills when they see uh, him singing in a live aid. Just yeah, controlling dude. the crowd like that too. Only a few people can do that. Um, dude, he he had his teeth were so fucked up, and like <laughs> people people look past it. You know what I yeah. mean? It was just like, man, this guy could really sing. Now he was a great performer, a great frontman. You know, who's also a good frontman is um, Dean Schneider from Twisted Sister. Hell yeah! Hey, funny you mentioned that. Did you ever hear that story when he went in front of Congress? They're trying to pass this law, and then he just just put him in their place and shit. You've heard that yeah, story? Yeah, dude. I, I saw a lot of the videos of all that. Um, you know, crazy thing with Twisted Sister, man. They were unsigned for a long time, too. And mm. they were just, they were basically doing what um, what Chance the Rapper was doing. Making Even a before the up. internet. That's the thing. Yeah. Chance, it's easier to, be, to not have a label without the end. If you have the internet to still promote your music, but that must have been really tough, especially how do you get your music on the airwaves with that? Correct, man. It was crazy. What, what they did was just shows, dude. Shows galore. Yeah. And uh, you know who had their back too that like really, uh, I think, helped them? Who? Was Lemmy from... Motorhead? Motorhead, dude. Another he was a big did. twisted sister. He like he like brought them out and stuff. So, um, good name yeah, for a band. He, yeah, dude. He's a great um, he's a great frontman, singer wise. Elvis Elvis Presley too, Duh. man. You know, he started. I love it Elvis. Yeah, I love Elvis. Roger Daltrey from the Who. The Who, yeah. He was Eddie, a good um, frontman. Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. Yeah, dude. Kurt Cobain. Even um, Kurt Cobain was a good front man. Even uh, um, Van Halen. Um, oh yeah, either David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar. Yeah, yeah good front man. Rod was, Stewart, dude. dude Rod, Rod Stewart. Stewart too. <laughs> How about this? Why well, would you try? Know, hmm? I'm sorry, you're saying. You know who? Um, Who's a good musician too, man? Is Bruno Mars, dude? Did you oh, see him? dude, did you see him in the the Super Bowl? He killed it from the drums, the dancing, that insane drum solo. You could play the guitar. He, uh, mad respect to Bruno Mars. So be- before I saw that dude, I didn't really like him because he was so mainstream or whatever. <laughs> Very. And then I saw, then I saw that performance. I was like, oh my god, this guy's like really fucking talented, you know? Dude, how how about we try this, Louis? I'm just gonna name a band, and you just tell me what you think of them, like your initial thoughts. All right, we haven't talked about. Oh, yeah. Right. I might yeah, name some. Yeah. I might name some ones we already talked about, but we only talked about like a certain in- member of the band. But well, this is the band as a whole. So okay. Rage Against the Machine. I like him a lot, especially uh, during these times. A lot of people yeah. don't realize. But yo, Rage Against the Machine is all about bringing down the man. The machine is the government. Rage Against the Machine. If you listen to your music deeply, it's all about what's happening now, What's hap- what was happening back then. Nothing has changed. It's all... Dude, it's all about fuck the fuck the politics and all that shit. I love it. Yeah, love it. 
they really had anthems for this summer after a summer of social injustice. For, it's just straight for real, man. Whether the for real. parade, um, killing in the name, township rebellion, bullet in your head, yeah, whatever, dude. broken man. Shit, man. Um, what are we? All right, another band, Radiohead. Dude, I like Radiohead, man. It's um, to me like very experimental for the time. Yep, I, lo- I love it, man. And they still made it the mainstream um, with that. Dude, yeah, man, they're good. I don't. I think I haven't. I like. I like their old stuff. I don't. I haven't really explored their new stuff, but their old stuff. I love it. I. By the way, I think that's my favorite name for a band, Radiohead. That's a. It's a good name, man. You know, it's a good name. Okay, how do we feel about Nickelback? <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Never made it as a wise man. Yeah, they suck, man. <laughs> I feel. <laughs> I feel like. I feel like if you. Um, maybe they're. If you like country music, but you want a little like. Uh, <laughs> that's Nickelback, but I, I'm not. Uh, I know at least three of their songs. And the drum beat carries on. But that's it. That's all Do I can you- say. Do you feel if Nickelback was promoted themselves as a country band, they wouldn't get as much hate as they do? Dude, if if they were if, if they promote themselves as a as a country band, I think this role we probably wouldn't have COVID right now, man. To be honest, I, <laughs> I have to be honest. The minority, I like a lot of Nickelback songs. I really are they the greatest band of all time? Not necessarily, but I can rock down to some Nickelback. Yeah. Yeah, if it's me, I'll just have some pride with that. If I'm the only one, I understand. Fuck it. That's that's the only that's the only thing, man. Just do it, do it by yourself. You know. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate your candor. How we feel about the band Creed? Another one is that type of. (laughs) Yo, so I actually had a Creed CD, (laughs) and um, the music's all right. To be honest, the one thing I'll give them big time is. I think Lim, uh, Fred Durst was talking shit, <laughs> and the the singer was like, "I'll fight him. If he wants, if he wants, no words. We'll we'll, we'll duke it out." And Fred Durst was like, "No, thank you." And he's like, "All right, then, then shut up." <laughs> so that, so I mean, Creed is soft, but just know when they're around, my man was down to throw down. Hey, yeah, I know. Like, sadly, I know he had some kind of he had some mental issues, but hey, he uh, he uh, he did did his thing, man, with with uh, arms arms wide open, arms wide open. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about the band Pink Floyd, dude? I love Pink, man. I love uh, Dark Side of the Moon. Oh, dude, I drove I drove down to uh, Miami with my friend George. And, and you know, the whole time we're, you know, of course we're like smoking weed and shit. Yeah. And we listen, we listened to that album three times in a row. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, we didn't know that it was three times in a row. It, it was just, just wild, dude. Dude, I think it was wild. like just to, I, the first time I really smoked was two dark side of the moon and then the wall. Those are, wow. those, those go together like milk and cookies. Smoking weed, yeah. and those two albums. I mean, any Pink Floyd, in particular, but those in particular, The Wall and Dark Side. You ever see, there's this video. It's kind of creepy, but I'll say it anyways. So if you match 
Dark Side of the Moon with the Wizard of Oz yes, it somehow I matches know. perfectly. I know this, dude. I've done it before. <laughs> does, does it creep you out, or do you feel like, oh my god, like, ah, oh, man, it's it's like it's meant to be. I don't it's know. It's be. wild. <laughs> How do you feel about the Beatles? I like the Beatles a lot. Um, to be honest, I always have check out this theory that I have. Okay. So I feel like if um, if Richie Valens, uh, the Big Bopper, and Buddy Holly, if they didn't die, I don't think the Beatles would be as big as they were, because those those three groups were. They were they were basically doing what the Beatles did, you know, like musically wise and performance wise, rock and roll wise. But they died, and then you know, uh, the Beatles came over to the states, and you know they fucking killed it. And the crazy yep. thing with the Beatles is that they actually looked up to a lot of American blues players, yeah. like you know Chuck Berry and all that. And Muddy that's waters. what Buddy Holly, Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, that's what they were into. And it's like they were just wiped off because, you know, they their music uh, stopped because, you know, the, the plane accident or whatever. But uh, the Beatles were able to pick that kind of pick that up and uh, kill it. Hey, I, um, if you ask me between Elvis and the Beatles, I always pick Elvis, mm. but I do I do like the Beatles. You know, Paul McCartney's left-handed. I'm left-handed, yeah. so that's always in you know, the left-handed musicians always mean a lot to me. Yeah, some other left-handed. Kurt Cobain was left-handed. Jimi Hendrix was left-handed. Yeah, man. And um, who else was? I think there's like there's like one more. Anywho, yeah, man, all the greats were like left-handed musicians, you know, so. How do you feel about Janis Joplin? Um, she's a good singer. She had herpes. <laughs> Did you really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's like a performance interview and she's fucking broken out like crazy. Oh, she had a, Yeah, she had a voice, dude, like she had an amazing voice. Yep. How do you feel about Alanis Morissette? I think she rocks hard. Dude, I like Alanis, man. I like Alanis a lot. Um, like physically and <laughs> that, that that Canadian thing. I liked her a lot. Jagged um, Little she was out. awesome album. You ever, you ever seen her in Dogma? i never seen the movie Dogma, no. So check it out. It's, it's um, The Kevin Smith movie, right? The Kevin Smith movie, Jane Son Bob's in it, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Miramax, you know. But Alanis Morissette's God. It's a good movie. Hell yeah. You know, I'm Selma Hayek's in that. it. Oh, it's good. Beautiful. How, do, how good do you movie, feel man. about the band Heart? Candy Girl. You'll know once you see the movie, man. You see. <laughs> <laughs> do you like the band Heart? If you watch it, you'll know what I'm talking about about Candy Girl. <laughs> okay, okay. How about um? Do you like the band? Um, trying to think what what do you have? How would you feel about Oasis? Uh, Oasis. Are they the one that sing uh? They sing What's Wonder the song Wall. that they sing? Wonderwall's the most. Wonderwall, yes. 
Yeah, I'm they not, do have some rock I, songs I'm that do rock. Believe it or they not. do, they do. I don't, I don't like the um, the whole like English thing. Mm-hmm. Like after the Beatles and the stuff, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm over that. How do you like Pearl Jam? You know, I don't like Pearl Jam as much as a, as some people do. I respect them. Uh, lyrically, musically, it's all talent, man. But it's, um, mm-hmm. I just feel like it's that 90s type grunge type that I'm, I don't know. I wasn't, I'm not into it. I know a lot of Pearl Jam songs, don't get me wrong. Yep. But if you... If I had a choice but to pick between the pick Pearl Jam and like someone else, I probably wouldn't pick Pearl Jam. I like them, but not like that. Put it that way. How about the band? We'll do a couple more. How do you feel about how do you feel about the band Nine Inch Nails? I like them. I like Nine Inch Nails. A song closer is a good oh, one. Man, have you ever seen that song live? You know, you see that watch closer Woodstock '94. That bass line, oh yeah. I feel like in a Nine Inch Nails like scenario, it has to be like some type of dominatrix, <laughs> some drugs, you know, to really like enjoy the music. <laughs> you know where I'm getting at? Oh, very much so. <laughs> Man, I just music music does make you lose control. Is there any other bands, music, rappers that you just don't get or like that I don't like? Yeah, you're like it's okay um, if they decided to retire and Spotify removed their catalog. And when and also radio and also I can put a part of my brain that makes me forget about all this horrible music that this band or group ever grand band group or artist ever made. Any of that? I don't, man. To be honest, <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I I feel like musically, since I was like in a band before, if people are able to like do it for a living or something, then like good for them, even right. if it's shit. Even if it's shitty. Hey, someone's getting it paid at the end of the day with that, right? Hey, man. Every, there's always an audience for somebody. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that is so true, man. Oh, brother. Brother. <laughs> Yo, Louie. You ever watch Eric Andre? You ever watch Eric Andre show? I, I've seen a few episodes, but not recently. <laughs> <laughs> I Dude. like I like him. He's he's sick. He's a sick person. But uh, yeah. you know, I I actually saw one of his stands ups on Netflix. Yep, he had that big special that came out this year. Yeah, it wasn't uh, it was it wasn't as um, I wasn't that huge into it though, to be honest. Oh, I love Eric I Andre know. a lot. Yeah, his show and like. Like the stuff he does randomly and stuff is fucking hilarious. He he, he really pisses off people, especially in this new yeah. season. He actually, I bring. He actually used to be a punk musician. Actually, doesn't that kind of make oh, sense? Really? It seems <laughs> the way he yeah, man, yeah, for sure. It's all about fuck it and fuck you. You know. <laughs> yeah, and he he was he actually went to the, he went to Berkeley School of Music, got a degree, played bass and everything. Oh my god! But then he went into stand up. And then went into going a great show. And yeah, I mean, speaking of stand up, you like stand up comedy, Louis? 
I do. I do. Who who you I like the, nowadays? Um, there. I like Bill Burr. Yeah, he's a drummer. I like he's Bill Burr that. a lot. Yeah, uh, I like Joe Rogan. Definitely. There is this guy, man. I, I think his name was like Nick. He had a show on MTV, and then it got canceled, like after like one season. But Nick? I think his name was like Nick something, and he was he um it was like some weird last name, but he was a sick comedian. Like he he did some sick jokes, and I, man, I wish I could remember his name. Jezelnick, Nick Jezelnick, or something like that. Nick Jezelnick, Anthony Jezelnick, Nick Nick Jezelnick, Anthony Jezelnick, yeah, Anthony Jezelnick, yeah, him, him. Oh, dude, yeah, he's, dude, he's one of my, he's one of my favorite comedians, dude. Uh, Mitch Hedberg he gives no fucks. is really good. Oh man, we all know the great Mitch Hedberg line. I still do drugs. Yeah, I used to do drugs. I still do drugs, but I used to too. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's good too, man. Yeah, Bill Bill Burr had this show in Philly. I don't know if you ever heard that before. And they were like booing him, and then he just went off. <laughs> he just I heard about that. Ripped the crowd. He said he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, but he ended up he ended up winning the crowd because of that. You know? <laughs> so that was that was good. You think you're better than me? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yo, Louie, can I ask you something? Hit me. Yo, so you have you're somebody who likes ink, right? Tattoos? Yeah. Dude, I'm covered, bro. Tattoos. Can you tell me um what your first tattoo was? Alright, man. My first tattoo, I got one love underneath my belly button. Oh uh, yeah. On August 3rd, 2008. I remember that because it was my sister's 18th birthday. One love. No, it was her 20th birthday. And I was 18. I got it at Inside Out, Josh. Yeah. He asked me, um, before he started tattooing me, I mean, like, before he put the, the needle on my skin, he was like, is this your first tattoo? I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, it's a tough spot. <laughs> and, then I, and then I got it and uh, the crazy story of why I got it there was my wife's senior prom um, her my wife's best friend at the time had this boyfriend named Greg and he was an, he was I, you know they were 18 I was like 16 and he had to be like 21 or something okay but but he was a cool dude, you know. He like brought some joints, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." Took off his shirt, and then I see like this one love tattoo underneath his belly button, <laughs> and and I'm like, "Oh my god, what a sweet fucking tattoo to put it there," you know? Like, bam, one love. So uh, they end up breaking. Badass. Yeah, they end up breaking up, and as soon as I heard they broke up, I was like, "I'm gonna get my tattoo there." <laughs> we out here. It's not uh it's not like original. Like I did I did steal that idea off that guy. And uh I remember I remember talking to uh my wife's friend and she was like, You know who had that tattoo? And I was like, I know who had it. That's where I got it from. <laughs> so, it, so, it, so it's a funny story, but it's um yeah, that's my first tattoo, man. 
my parents didn't know about it. <laughs> and uh, that was the start of everything. Of, um, yeah, I, I admire tattoos a lot. I think they're really cool. I don't know if I would get them, but I do like them. I think they're so dope. What are like, so I remember though, my parents would not be down. So I, I have my ears pierced. I got two studs, right? And uh, I never, my dad, truly the maddest my dad ever was, was just going yeah. home with earrings. <laughs> He was just, I, the, he, I saw the wrath of God, <laughs> he screamed, didn't talk to me for the rest of the night, but well, fuck it. I miss them. I miss, I miss having earrings. Yeah. The only thing I have pierced was my nipple and I got that done <laughs> in Costa Rica. Did it hurt? Yeah, it hurt. But a uh, cool story with it. Um, in high school, I got like 21, 22 girls to lick it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, That's when I say lick it, I mean like, <laughs> like full blown. Like I lift my shirt up and it's like, you want to lick my nipple and and then you know, just like a nice 20, 20, huh? twenty chicks did it, man. <laughs> this is all in Costa Rica. No, no, this was oh, I got throughout, it done. oh throughout. I got yeah. it. Yeah, I got it in Costa Rica. I think we went in like August, and then when we end up coming back, I had it for in high school. I took it out like three months later, though. But like in that three months time, I uh. They just, just I got like 21 girls to lick it, man. It was awesome. <laughs> Did anyone have like a, a tongue piercing and then the two no, things would God. match? Wouldn't that be God, something? No. <laughs> God, no. But it was, you know, when it was like, I don't know, man. It felt good when they did it, mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> so that's one of my accomplishments in high school. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> man. Can you tell me what was like the most painful tattoo you ever got? Um, dude, man, to be honest, they all hurt, dude. They all really? fucking hurt. I mean, I all my tattoos probably took. I mean the 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 longest I've ever sat was like four hours. That was my rib cage. Ooh, that hurt a lot. I heard that's yeah. the one. That dude, really... it hurts so much. It's not. It's not even done yet, and it's been like ten years. Oh my! I've like I can't take it I've anymore. I like got. I've gotten like other tattoos, and then I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever gonna finish this, but maybe one day, one day. That one hurt a lot, but they all hurt, man. Yeah. Like every time, I've. It's been like maybe a year or two since I've gotten one, but every time I get one, I like look at myself and I'm like, how the fuck did I do this? Like, how did I like sit get here and fucking take this? And then, you know, eventually it's over and you get that euphoric feeling and we out here. Yeah. It fucking hurts though, man. Anyone that says it doesn't hurt is fucking lying. <laughs> you know, I had a friend who got a sleeve. It took him three years to complete. But it's nice. Yeah, dude, too. dude, it took, I took, um, my first sleeve took, it took like like four or five years, and then my second sleep took two years because I was like on it. Wow! So it really does take that yeah. time, huh? Do you ever feel with your sleeve? You must just do you feel just like in the summer? You just feel like a badass, like no one's messed. I fear nothing because I have the coolest oh, yeah. arms on the street. Hell yeah! That's what I like yeah. to hear all all the fucking time, especially in the summertime. I'm like, dude, sun's out, guns out like, for real. 
Yeah, man. It's especially like when I drop my kid off at school or something and I could wear short sleeves. Everyone's looking. I'm like, yeah, suck it. You know, a hey. <laughs> hey, fucking man to that. A oh. hey, fucking man. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Louie. But I, I won't lie. I work, you know, I, I work. I do wear long sleeves and um, I don't have to. But, you know, I just I just do it, man. I've been doing as I've been in the healthcare field for like six years and I've always wear long sleeves. I don't show my tattoos. Why? I don't know. You know, I, I like I feel like if I uh, you want if the I, mystery. Yeah. And and to be honest, there's times where and if I roll up my sleeves and they're like, oh, my God, I didn't know you had tattoos like my coworkers. And it's like, you don't know a lot. Trust me. You, <laughs> you want to take a picture while you're at it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, man. Louie, we've been at it for almost two hours, man. Oh, really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we started this at 8 o'clock. It's 9.52, and I just want to finish one last part before we wrap it up. Yeah, sure, bro. I hope you've been having a lot of fun because I certainly have. I've been laughing a Dude, lot. I, I, great I thought we were talking for like 40 minutes, man. I don't know. <laughs> Not even, man. But I told I could talk to you all day and I hope you want to come back on again because, I mean. Yo, man. I'm down, dude. I'm fucking down. Maybe, I don't know if you're okay, but maybe next time, like, we'll do a face-to-face. Oh, hell yeah. You want to see my studio set up? We can have it here. Dude, I'm, I told, you know, what's funny. I told my wife, I was like, we're doing it on Zoom. Dude, I want to, yeah, man, I want to be in the studio. Please come by. Please. Seriously. I was like, I was like, we're doing it on Zoom. I was like, I really wanted to like do it face to face, but maybe next time. I was like, maybe next time we'll do you, it for sure. Face you are face. more than welcome to come to the studio, please. I've, you know, I've done, I've done about, I've done at this moment, I've at least recorded like 25 interviews, but only six of them have been in the actual studio. Maybe okay. For various reasons, but I want more people to come in the studio. Cause like, look, it's all, I, I love it. The look, but I want everyone else to see it. You know, I have yeah, some new posters. Sure, I, I ordered some new posters. So I'm adding some more stuff to the wall. They should come in next week. Sweet bro. So please come by, please come to the studio. I have an extra mic and all extra equipment and use my cameras for, for nothing. You Fuck know? yeah, dude. I'm down. Maybe uh, sometime December. I'll be down, man. Oh, man, for sure. I will be very much in touch with that. So let me ask you this, Louie, though. I end every question. My first guest, so now, because I definitely want you as a repeat guest. So I have to figure out when I'm doing, what I have to do with the repeats. But um, <laughs> but this one I call... um. So for every time I have a first guest from now on, I start something called the Proust questionnaire inside the actor studio, 10 specific questions from this old French talk show, which is awesome. Okay. I think it's insightful. And can I ask you these questions before we say goodbye? Let's do it. All right. My first question, Louis, what is your favorite word? Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Yep. That's really it, fuck. <laughs> you can use it as a noun, verb, adjective. It's... You really can, huh? All right. Yeah. Dumb down. <laughs> What's your least favorite word? Can't. That's what I like to hear. That's actually my least favorite word. Uh, what turns you on? And this isn't necessarily a sexual question, but I mean, like, what turns you on in this life? Uh, like what makes me like, what brings joy say, to you? 
Like some people say like, you know, fresh air turns me on or the sound of music, live music or stuff like that. What enlightens you enlightens you is probably a better question, but um probably looking at at the stars, man. I like that. I do it every night. So what's your <laughs> what's your least favorite word, Louis? I said I can't. Favorite word, right? Can't. Oh wait. Oh sorry. I repeated that. You're right. <laughs> what turns you off? Oh man. Probably a bad attitude. Bad attitudes, man. Amen to that. Tell Amen. Number five. What sound or noise do you love? Noise do I love? Mm, probably reggae music, man. Reggae music. All right. You ever you ever wake up to reggae music? I haven't. No, I should try that. Just try it, man. It's good. I definitely do that after siphon, though. Oh yeah, yeah Bob Marley, especially um, in the, is this love? Oh, oh, oh man, that's good. Or could you? Or could you be loved? Could you be loved? One love. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man. I really never put the two together. There's a lot of love titles in the Bob Marley songs, but yeah, man, peace, love, Bob Marley. (laughs) What is your favorite curse word? Fuck. Mm -hmm. All right, we have our first ever two (laughs) answers for the same question. (laughs) Number eight. What profession other than your own that you would like to attempt? I would like to attempt um, probably other than my own. What other profession? I don't know. Maybe like a a pothole filler, man. A pothole filler. Interesting. Yeah, man. Because a lot of people will like you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You do come up clutch. (laughs) Yeah. Tell me... What profession would you not like to do? Um, probably cook, man. No, no chefing out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like to eat. I like to eat, you know? I'm making all this shit. I can't eat it. Hell, that's what I always thought. It must be tough. Imagine being a chef. You have to cook all day. And then what about cooking for yourself? Do you just yeah. like, I just order in at that point? No. And my last question, Louis, before we say goodbye, if heaven exists, what would you like God to hear say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? You fucking did it. Hey, beautiful <laughs> answers. So what have we learned, Louis? We've, we talked about, um, we've talked about our favorite alcohols, uh, going through that, raising kids in the pandemic, working as a healthcare worker in a hospital, a lot of rock and roll music. Eric Andre tattoos. He's done a lot of cool stuff, man. I have, uh, is there anything else you want to leave us off yet off with, or have anything to say before we say so long? Um, yeah. If you, um, if you have an option to be right or to be kind, be kind for the love of God. Now that is a perfect way to end this. Well, if that, if you have nothing else, Louie, seriously, this has been nothing but a pleasure in every sense of, course, of the word. Man. I love catching up. 
I want you to come back to the studio. And I just want to hang out in general. So please, man, please, we'll be. I'll be in touch with if you want to come by the sh- studio. And um, I mean, yeah, you're just an awesome guest, awesome vibes, and I fucking love you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on here, to be a listener, and I really can't wait to have you again. I mean, you're the man, seriously. My pleasure, man. I'm so happy you're doing this. I've heard your other guests say it. It's um, I'm I'm happy that you're motivated to do it. I'm happy to be on. I'm happy to support you, and I'll I'll come on soon. And I'm happy to suit the shit. Oh man, I'm waiting for next time, man. All right. <laughs> Seriously, and those are very very kind words from you, and I really appreciate it a lot. So, thank you, Lily. And this is. Not only my show, it's your guy's show. So I just appreciate you all. So thank you for that. All right, man. All right. With that, Louie, you're the man. And I'll see you really, really soon. So long, my friend. I'll I'll see you, man. And there you have it, folks. Louie. Like I said, you're a hero. Thank you for everything you have done. Thank you for all of your colleagues. Thank you for all your fellow healthcare workers who are helping us fight this battle against COVID-19. Words can't describe how much we all appreciate you. And just a great talk from music to OnlyFans to fatherhood to love to a lot of great insights and a lot of spectacular things took place in my two-hour conversation with Louie. What a great man. So we're back tomorrow with our regularly scheduled Thursday episode. It's Erica Larson who's on the show. Someone I'm a big fan of. Someone with a lot of wit and prosperity. You're all going to love her. Seriously, she is a wonderful human being. But with that, I thank you all. I appreciate you all. Again, thank you to my guest, Louie, for coming on the show. Also, don't forget to check out me and Ryan Page every Friday on the Tweet Cap, a separate podcast I do with him where we cover all the trending news stories of the week. And this is going to be a very special episode on Friday because we're talking with Melissa was talking with Melissa Wilkerson. Melissa is a toxicology student. She is getting her PhD in toxicology at Rutgers University. And she is very, very aware of what's going on in terms of the COVID vaccine. She will debunk myths taking place with it. And she will explain how the process is going down and why this vaccine is going to be the one thing that gets us out of this pandemic for good. You seriously do not want to miss that. That will be on all podcasting platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Pod and a bunch of other podcasting and streaming services just as you listen to this show. But seriously, that's going to be big. That's going to be great. And check that out on Friday. Check out Erica tomorrow. And again, I appreciate every single one of you. You all mean so much as a listener. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, I will see you tomorrow on the Productive Conversations podcast with Erica. I will see you Friday on the Tweet Cap with Ryan Page and Melissa Wilkerson. You are all incredible people. I love you, and I'll see you soon. Peace. Peace.